Well, welcome back, our lovely listeners, to yet another episode of What's Going On, the podcast that makes you wonder about things that you've never wondered about. And this week, we both have been wondering about sunscreen. I don't really remember how this came up or if this is just something that like really randomly just popped up inside of our minds. Patrick, do you remember how we got up <laughs> to this topic? I think it was because of the Florida trip you went on when you got extra burnt for our pizza competition. Oh, yes, yes. I yes, think that's I how it started, but I don't quite remember. It could be when I turned red as a lobster because that Florida Even sun though you gets put you. sunscreen on. Yeah. That's the problem with sunscreen. I love sunscreen, but there's there's been many a times where I'll use it and the areas that I put the sunscreen on are actually the only areas that I get burnt. Like the last 14er <laughs> I did, I only put sunscreen on my face and that was the only part of my body that got roasty toasty. And I'm pretty sure I was using like a short sleeve like shirt as well. So I don't know. You got to reapply. But I mean, at the same time, you're applying it to the areas that you know you're probably going to get burnt on. Yeah. So it makes sense that those are the areas that you still end up getting burnt on. Yeah, I guess. And I did attribute the extra crispiness to the 14 that I did was a little early in season. So there was a decent amount of snow towards the top, and I assumed that the sun reflecting off of the snow while also being in high altitudes of stronger rays probably burnt me a little more. Probably. I was going to ask, though. You think Is being the up sun higher, stronger at higher? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was curious about. I assumed and said that's what it was, but I could also be lying out my ass, honestly. I Question think number one. Closer to the equator, it is definitely more intense. What about altitude, though? Yeah, and I'm guessing it's probably a similar reason. It's just because you're closer to the actual sun. So it would make sense to me. Okay. Off of absolutely zero research. <laughs> <laughs> so closer to the equator equals stronger rays or higher altitude. Final answer? Yep. Closer to the so. sun, no matter what, going either you know northbound or. I guess southbound to the equator. I was going to ask, personal choice, though, do you use the spray or the cream? The cream. The spray just doesn't work as well in Florida hmm. for the most part. I've Why do you noticed think that, is? that I have to almost constantly reapply with it. Really? Just the, just the spray? You just got to keep going and going and going? Why do you think that is? I just don't think it creates enough of a layer, but maybe I'm just being paranoid about it and <laughs> feeling hot. Because oftentimes, if you don't, in Florida, if you get an SPF 30 sunscreen, you're getting burnt no matter what. It, okay. No matter how much wow. you put it on. We are flying through the questions that I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a cream all the way kind of guy. Yeah. Straight creaming. The spray I... is convenient for your back. Sometimes I'll have someone oh, just really? spray my wow. back for it. Well, I mean, you could, you could also just have someone layer some cream on there. Yeah, but I don't a know. A thick it's little easier. cream layer. I mean, that, yeah, that's the, the easiness of the spray is why I go spray usually. But I do have cream right now. I guess I'm not too picky about it, honestly. But right. I feel like I prefer spray just because it seems uh, less messy. I don't know. You just kind of spray yeah. it on there, call it good. You don't really need to like rub around a whole lot. And I feel like the cream, you got to like, really really lather that sucker in there before she finally disappears 
Yeah, I just kind of don't let it disappear sometimes. Just... I feel like every time I go somewhere, <laughs> someone's like, hey, you got sunscreen on your face. I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't even care. I just pour it on. I don't even touch it. I just let With, it like, sit there the, and dribble the down. the little facial hair I have, it's tough to <laughs> always rub it in. It gets stuck on there. Oh, my God. And then I wonder, if you don't rub it in enough, is it not effective? Oh, that's something I didn't think about. I don't know. See- because now we're talking about how we think sunscreen works. Do you think sunscreen works because it gets absorbed into your skin and makes your skin more reflective off of sun rays? Or is it literal a block where it sits on top of the well, skin? Well, there's sunscreen and sunblock. Oh, and those God. are two different things. Holy nut. Well, now we're talking about like face wash and face soap again. And <laughs> this is a bother. I do know that there's an actual difference between those two. I just don't quite remember what it is anymore. Wow. I can't believe I forgot that. Sunscreen and sunblock. How is there a difference? That's literally the same crap. I think it's the difference that you were just talking about. I think one is supposed to absorb into your skin and one is supposed to stay on your skin. But they both block, right? Like, what's the... Yeah. Yeah. It's just how they block, I think. Okay. So one for some reason, gets absorbed in and somehow blocks, and the other is the blocking agent itself. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Is sunscreen healthy? I don't. I mean, it's probably as healthy as deodorant, and you put it on every day, hopefully. I get aluminum-free now, though, especially due to the the recycling episode that we did. Oh, you guys don't even know what that is yet. You'll find out here. Maybe you will by the time this comes out. Probably. Aluminum-free deodorant all the way, all the way. But back to sunscreen or sunblock or whatever you want to call it. I was wondering, why is it white? (laughs) Do you think that's just the coloration that we've all become accustomed to? Do you think it's easier to know when it's rubbed in or not? Could be. I don't know. I was going to say, would you buy sunscreen or sunblock if it wasn't white? I almost think I would just for the fun of it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you completely rub it in, would it matter? No. But maybe it'd give you that little tint. Because, I mean, it gives you a little tint no matter what. True. I don't know why white. Maybe, uh, oh. It's just more reflective, maybe? Yeah, I was about to say, because the color white blocks all color on it. So maybe it's like just the best color to be able to reflect away the sun. Because maybe if you have a certain pigment inside the sunscreen, it'll absorb extra rays because that's what that color ray is. I have no idea. I could be lying. I mean, it makes sense to me. Sure. (laughs) My last question is, how effective is it actually in preventing skin cancer? I think very effective. Is it? I feel like probably the best method we have at the moment I mean, if the sun is literally the main cause of skin cancer, I don't know how genetic it is as well, though. I know that skin cancer is genetic as well due to the fact that, you know, in my family, my dad's side of the family is pretty receptive to getting it. And, I mean, I did have a small case of it as a young child. Yeah. I mean, I'm mainly wondering because, I mean, as you mentioned even, a lot of times when you put on sunscreen, you still get burnt. Is that really mitigating all? Maybe it's it's helping a little bit, but is it that effective? I don't know. No, I would assume it's probably not, you know, an, an end-all, be-all way. But I think out of everything we could do, at least it's, you know, taking baby steps towards prevention versus doing nothing. Because if I do put it on and I still get burnt, I just I wonder just how terrible 
It's pro- yeah, it's not as bad for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't think of any other way besides like covering all of your like surface area of skin to, yeah. <laughs> to blocking the sun. Yeah, that'd be my my biggest guess. I have a couple of other questions as well. What SPF is actually effective? I know you were saying SPF 30 in Florida is a no-go. Yeah, from my experience. I would have said, honestly, around... I would have, I would have done the same thing. I'd say about 30 to 40 is where it actually like matters. Because anything less than that is really doing nothing. I'm sure I've told you the story of when Riley and I <laughs> went to the grocery store and she grabbed tanning sunscreen that I believe was SPF 7. And I grabbed that right out of her hand and I said, are you a moron? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> SPF 7 does what? Like, You could put it on in maybe like five seconds of sun cover, but that does nothing, right? Yeah, I was wondering, is SPF a time-based or is it just how effective Ooh, it is? I didn't even think about that. Time-based or... Or intensity-based, I guess? Yeah. And I how was thinking... high do you need to go? I don't know. I think it depends on the sun level. I'm trying to there's a specific yeah. name for it where throughout the day the sun's like rays become stronger and stronger. Obviously it peaks towards about midday. Do you know what that phrase is called? Like the the sun intensity? I can't think of it. Uh, I'm not sure, no. <laughs> there's a specific oh god. Exposure? Maybe? Yeah, I think it like radiation exposure. UV UV exposure? I don't know. UV index? Familiar. UV index? Oh, yeah, yeah. UV index, yep. There it is. There it is. UV index. Beauty. Yeah, honestly, I think most likely the SPF is for UV index than anything. I feel like that would, because that's what we kind of base off of, like, the sun's intensity, not really time. Could be time, though. I don't really know. Holy moly. That's a whole lot. Uh, how often do you reapply? Honestly, fairly frequently. When I'm at the beach or something and something feels like it's getting really hot, I feel like I usually know that that means it's probably about to burn, so I'll put more on. (laughs) You go off a heat on the skin. I got (laughs) you. I feel like it's a fair fair way to do it. I don't know. Yeah, you got it. You got it. The thing that happens to me the most is my feet. Because what? I never have my socks off except for at the beach. They're so pale that <laughs> any sunlight will just roast them. And a UV and they're done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say I've gotten a... I don't know if I've, I've had some had bad foot, burn. foot burns. Wow. That's Florida for you. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a foot burn. Worst sunburn story. What you got? Honestly, I don't think I have too many. I think it's just been... Just the feet. Those dirty little nasty feet. No, I've definitely had some like a lot on my forehead. I feel like that gets Mm. it a lot. Have you ever peeled? Just face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I peeled more often in Wisconsin because I never use sunscreen in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And when I moved to Florida, I live with a family-sized jar of it, basically. (laughs) It's part of the regular bathing routine down there. Exactly. (laughs) It's your lotion. They give you one when you get a driver's (laughs) license down there. They're like, you'll need this. Yeah, you'll be outside enough now. (laughs) Ridiculous. The one story, which I know I've told you plenty of times, but for our lovely listeners, the, the worst sunburn that I know I've ever had was actually during a kayaking trip with my father during my senior year of high school. My dad got a couple of new kayaks that were really cool. One was a sit-on-top, which is the one that I was rocking. 
and I did put sunscreen on, but when you put sunscreen on your legs, you usually put them just right on top of the quads and the shins. You don't really think about the inside of the leg. Well, I'm a fairly tall male, about 6'3", a little shy of that, and the sit-on-top was a little short. It was made for, like I think someone's probably about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and because of that, I had to kind of sit feet together, knees out wide. I don't know how to describe it, but I kind of exposed my inner leg, and they were exposed for probably a solid four hours while we were kayaking, and you don't really realize... You're getting burnt to a crisp while it's happening. It's more of the next couple of hours. Well, the inside of my legs got roasty-toasty real bad to the point that I couldn't sleep without having my legs completely outspread. And the problem is, I don't know how you guys sleep, but I sleep on my side, usually legs together. So that was like the worst three nights of sleep I've ever had in my entire life because I literally just had to like sit there, legs spread the entire time. And that sucked. That sucked a whole lot. But I've seen stories of people who get burnt to the point where their like skin is bubbling. Yeah, Have you like seen things like that? Third degree burns and yeah, stuff like insane. that. That's insane. That's insane. How long were you outside? How I, I don't know. Some people in Florida get really leathery, so I can only imagine getting closer to the equator and just staying outside. Yeah, especially if you were traveling, too. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I did when I came down. I mean, I still put sunscreen on, but being outdoors all day kind of got me, so... I'd like to mention, though, you have that story about really burning your upper legs, and then when we went rafting, you didn't learn from that and still really (laughs) burnt your upper legs. That wasn't too, too bad, though. It was reddish pink. You should have mentioned it, though, because I didn't even think of that, and I burned my legs, and so did everybody else. Well, rafting... Ah, screw it. I don't know. Rafting is... I don't know. (laughs) It's different. I felt like it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Get the legs. Don't forget the legs when you put the sunscreen on. It'll save you a little bit. Who knows? Honestly, a lot of times I don't put it on my legs. Like if I just go out for a run for an really? hour or something, tisk, tisk. I'll just put it on my face just the and feet. arms. Oh. <laughs> well, if I'm running, I have shoes on. Usually. You got doesn't matter. You gotta put it on top of the shoes. Got that you need that triple <laughs> protection. The sock, the shoe, the sunscreen. <laughs> hey JJ. Why is swearing so goddamn satisfying? I don't fucking know, but it's pretty great, isn't it? It is. But I really wonder why. I don't think we'll be able to solve this on this podcast, but I heard about another great one, Impolite Society. Ooh. They might be able to help us. I sure hope so. Their podcast, they tackle all the questions that just won't fly in polite society. Ooh, I like that. That sounds like a lovely little podcast. And guess what? We even have a little teaser for you guys here. We'll play their trailer afterwards. We hope you enjoy the trailer, and you can also find them on any sort of streaming services, Spotify, Apple Podcast, you name it, even Anchor. And there might be some extra little details of a collab coming up here in the future. So pay attention. Hopefully you enjoy it for now, and more to come. Hey, Laura, can I ask you kind of a rude question? That's what we're here for. This is Impolite Society, the podcast that explores the topics you've been told not to talk about. That's right. We explore cultural taboos, morbid curiosities, and the stuff you should probably know by now. So join us as we ask the questions your mom told you never to ask. Like, how much do you make? 
the questions you're dying to know the answers to but are too afraid to ask, like, is it normal to spy on your spouse? And the questions you never knew you needed the answers to, like, why is animated porn so popular? (laughs) New episodes come out every other Monday, and you can find Impolite Society wherever you get your podcast. So buckle in and let's discuss the topics that won't fly in polite society. All right. I think it's about that time we actually look <laughs> into sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of us just goofing the whole time. What should we look up first? How does it work? SPF? Maybe when was it first made? Oh, wow. Yeah. I had that question written down. Totally forgot to ask. Don't look it up yet. Okay. Guess. What uh, you think of World War? A lot of people getting burnt to a crisp? Maybe. I don't know. There's got to be some natural thing that people use for a while. Like, there's got to be some other way that people were getting by. Probably just a lot of cover on the skin is what I would Or like assume. mud or anything? Or mud. I don't know how don't many know. people. Maybe back in the day. Native you could times. apply it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty interesting to look up, too. Sunscreen before sunscreen. Yeah. I like that one. I feel like I always guess early 1900s, so I'm going to guess earlier this time. I'm going to guess oh, snap. 1850. You ready for yeah. it? Now, now I'm guessing later. Still 1800s, but 1897. Barely in there. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. All right, let's look it up. Oh, dang. We both sucked. <laughs> the year was 1938 when the first effective suntan lotion was developed around 1938 by a Swiss chemistry student named Franz Greter, who got sunburned as he climbed Mount Pisboin in the Alps. According to the New York Times. Yeah, mountain climbing. That's how it gets you. I don't know, but there's another pharmacist that came into the picture of sunscreen during World War II. I might have had it with the World War right there. A little side win. Oh, shit. This might be that question of what was sunscreen before sunscreen. Green, (laughs) that's his last name, used red veterinarian petrolatum or red vet pet as a physical barrier from the sun to prevent ultraviolet rays from hitting his skin in 1944 when he would go up in his plane. It looks like there's been a lot of different things used as a sunblocker. In ancient Egypt, they used rice, jasmine, and lupine extracts to protect their skin from the sun. Interesting. And in ancient Greece, of course, they had to use olive oil to protect their skin. Olive oil, though, don't you think that'd make it almost worse? That's what I was thinking, too. I don't know. And then some Native Americans used pine needles or sunflower oil. Hmm. So maybe the oil seems to work. The oil method. But what's suntan oil? That's what I was wondering, too. Because like, isn't there an oil that you put on to be able to, like... What's ta- here, we'll, we'll look Is it up afterwards. Is Tanning oil. A hundred percent. If anything, it's just... Like, absorbing more rays i'm pretty sure to be able to get into your skin which is the exact opposite of what sunscreen is trying to do okay but do they ever get burnt though i don't know i mean even if you don't get burnt i mean tanning beds probably and stuff bad. like that is yeah. not good like you can still get cancer and stuff from that oh really i didn't know that oh yeah tanning beds are terrible bro there's so many people that get like cancer and stuff from tanning beds like it's literally the same thing it's just getting uv rays blasted into your skin so you like can guarantee still increasing your chances of getting skin cancer. Wow. That's why a lot of people nowadays are actually, that? 
I don't know. I, it's always blown my fucking balls. Like I don't. It, it it's insane that we literally have something that's like, oh yeah, we're increasing your risk. I mean, at the same time, I'm interrupting myself, but cigarettes and that kind of thing. We know it gives yeah. you lung cancer. How is that still legal? Because people want it and people want to feel good. And I guess tanning or smoking is the way to do it. So yeah, screw me. I had a story, but I got very sidetracked by that. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. I like it. I like it. Copper Tone is a big suntan lotion brand name and there was a story somewhere i think that's the one with the the kid with the dog kid with a dog no that's not the one with the little girl and the dogs like pulling on her swimsuit or something oh snap is that i think that's a child's like soap it could be i thought that was sunscreen i don't know you're making oh my god you're totally right holy nut yeah you got it right how the hell do you remember that that's insane bud you were unlocking a memory inside of my brain that I had not thought of in a long time. Yeah, Coppertone. Girl with a... What a weird logo as well. The Honestly. dog's like peeling off her bathing suit. Very strange. But no, so <laughs> back to Benjamin Green, who was using that red veterinarian petrolatum as like a physical barrier to the sun. He said that the original concoction was very heavy and unpleasant on the skin. And so he started adding cocoa butter and coconut oil to that red vet pet petroleum, and that combination would actually later become copper tone suntan lotion. So he created that brand. Wow, it's so weird, isn't it? That around a certain time when like there's an invention, like three or four other people start creating their own version of it. I feel like that's so common. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times if you see a new product out, you could try and figure out how it was yeah. made and sell the same product. Well, literally two paragraphs down. It talks about how Copper Tone introduced its famous logo of a dog and a little girl in a bathing suit. <laughs> She's known as the Little Miss Copper Tone. Joyce Ballatine is the one who drew the little girl. Oh, it was actually her daughter, Sherry. Was that based on something that actually happened? No, but like I mean, the illustrator yeah, yeah. Joyce was, I was just, just like. Curious. I mean, it could have. I don't know. I mean, if she had a dog and a daughter, it definitely could have. And she just thought it was cute and decided to make it. What do you think SPF stands for, by the way? We didn't we didn't cover that. I, I know. I see it right here. Oh, I was damn. just about to say something about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What were you about to say about that SPF, bud? The person who actually developed sunscreen also established the sun protection factor, SPF, Boom. as a standard for measuring how long a sunscreen will protect you from the sun's UVB rays. So it so is, it is length, length time. of time. Really? Huh. Does that length of time, is that for a specific UV index, though? Like, if the UV index goes up, it is a protection for a less amount of time? Or is it just for all? I'll have to look more into it. Yeah, here, I'll look it up with you. How does SPF But the original work? SPF was only two in Greater's wow. original formula. Two. <laughs> and I told Riley she was an idiot for getting seven. <laughs> You should be happy to have seven. I know. You're spoiled. Oh, so SPF is talking about the amount of percentages of the UVB rays that hit your skin. So an SPF 30 allows about 3% of UVB rays to hit your skin. But this is such a weird... What? So SPF 50 allows 2% of the rays through. What? Oh, so it's the inverse. Yeah. It's like 1 over 50 is 2%. So even SPF 100 still allows 1%. 1%, yeah. So it really... I've never seen SPF 100. Really, I have. I have, yeah. 
I haven't seen anything higher than SPF 100, though. I don't know. So what does that mean? Is any SPF better than nothing, then? Like, what, what would you call so. good? Yeah, you I think, think so. SPF 30 is So is the SPF ideal? does not directly relate to time of solar exposure, but amount of total solar exposure, which is combined of the intensity and then the actual time. Okay. So I guess it would make sense that if you are in a place that has more intense sun, you would want higher SPF even if you are going out for the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then also at different times of the day, for example, if you go out at 9 a.m. versus 1 p.m. when the sun is probably at its peak, you would also want a higher SPF or to reapply more. Yeah, 100%. It says that also you should put it on about 30 minutes before sun exposure and to reapply about every two hours. Really? Before? Why is that? I guess it's probably talking about whether if it's sunscreen or sunblock. So I'm assuming we have to still learn the difference, but they're talking about sunscreen. So that might be the absorption method that we were talking about or that we estimated. Okay. If it's sunblock, I'm sure it's good to go. Another thing to pay attention to is we keep talking about UVB rays, but there's also UVA rays that can actually cause skin damage. And it's the actual rays that leads to tanning as well as skin aging and wrinkles. So one thing you want to make sure is that when you're looking at your sunscreen that it says broad spectrum. That way it covers UVA and UVB rays. I think most sunscreens are like that though, right? I'm sure that there's some that if you look actually at the, like the small like <laughs> print or yeah. details. I mean, I guess if you're going to get SPF 7. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure probably... that'll allow something. Well, yeah, if it's SPF 7 and you want the tanning factor, that's the UVA rays. So they probably allow more UVA rays oh. than UVB. I don't know is how that they what discovered sun that. tanning lotion is? It only blocks UVB I don't know. I'll look that in. I'll look that up right now. Sun tanning lotion. <laughs> so... Suntan lotion, you're not really going to find genuine suntan lotion anymore because suntan lotion used to refer to substances that were designed to accelerate tanning with basically no sun protection factor, so it would actually absorb more rays than reflecting. And nowadays, suntan lotion is anything that's pretty much SPF 15 or less. Oh, okay. So what's the point, then? (laughs) Nothing, really. Provides a little protection, I guess? Provides a little protection, but probably allows those UVA rays to get in so you can get a little tan. I know a lot of people put oil on when they go suntanning, though. What's the point of that? (laughs) Yep. To attract more UV rays, which uh, help you achieve a deeper tan by allowing for an increase in absorption of rays. So some oils, like olive oil, sunflower oil, and coconut oil, might contribute to a deeper tan. That's weird that ancient Greeks used to use olive oil. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, they're probably just burning themselves even more. That's why they're so (laughs) olive-skinned. I was going to say, I know a lot of people use baby oil, though. And here's an article that says why you should never use baby oil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing as every other oil. Burns the shit out of it. I mean, those are some sad facts. We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Can you wear baby oil over sunscreen? (laughs) I feel like the you're mixture just neutralizing it. Yeah, yeah. Burn up oil. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's the same thing as every other oil. It just helps burn you to a crisp. What do you find it about sunblock and sunscreen? Any difference? Yeah, so sunblock actually blocks the sun's rays from penetrating the skin, while sunscreen 
filters the uv rays and lets some uv rays into your skin but it is much easier applied to your skin because sunblocks use titanium oxide and zinc oxide so some sort of metals and are thicker and they stay on top of your skin and so they can also usually be seen after application which okay. is another reason why people don't like to have them okay so sunblock really works better though yeah Yep. Interesting. So sunblock over sunscreen, unless you're a weenie and you don't want to see that white cream on you. Also, why is sunscreen white? Oh, it also looks like sunblocks are better at protecting against UVB rays okay, so than overall normal sunscreen is. So those active ingredients that you talked about, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, are actually what gives sunblock its bluish-white cast. So when you put it on, that's why it leaves that actual active coloration due to those two ingredients. I don't think I've ever seen sunblock, though. I feel like I've definitely seen sunblock. Hmm. It's so funny that so many people don't like the fact that sunscreen leaves a little white shadow on them. It's so weird. (laughs) Who cares? They just don't want other people to know that they're trying to be healthy. There it is. It's embarrassing. It's not cool to be healthy and to protect yourself. How dare you take care of yourself? Yeah, you idiot. (laughs) <laughs> you nerd try this spf1 oh it looks like the fda requires that sunscreens remain at their original strength for at least three years hmm. but there often is an expiration date and if it's after that you should probably discard it good to know if you find some old sunscreen you might not be worth. Able to still use it well maybe Within well yeah three years. it depends it depends i guess i don't know how old your sunscreen is why would you be finding like a 10 year old sunscreen or something? <laughs> I haven't like looked that. in this backpack in years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of the last questions that we haven't answered is spray or cream? What's more effective? Probably the cream. Oh, true. Yeah. It looks like bottom line is a lotion or a cream sunscreen will provide more protection, has less irritants. However, spray sunscreens can be great if you're using them to reapply. A decent amount, and it rubs out well into the skin. Hmm. So cream for the initial, spray for the reapply? That's a good idea. I like that. Why do lifeguards put so much sunscreen on their nose? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that gets burnt a lot? Yeah. Is that the most Is it just easily burnt thing? piece? I don't know. I just I saw a picture on this like blog, and I was like, what? just why? Do you think it's... Something like how football players and stuff like that put something dark under their eyes. Well, they do that somehow to reflecting take light sunlight. I don't know away from the eyes. I don't know what putting a bright white. I don't know. I'm trying chuck- to think of something. <laughs> Maybe the nose is the most easily burnt piece of your face. I have no idea because it's angled up, so it's yeah. trying to attract the most. Especially if you got a big schnoz. Yeah, like me, <laughs> large schnoz. Oh, my God. So it's not actually sunscreen. They're putting that active ingredient, zinc oxide, directly onto their nose. And the reason why it's so white is because it's not meant to be rubbed in. Unlike regular sunblock, which absorbs some sunlight, zinc oxide completely blocks light, hence making that area of the body impossible to sunburn. Ah, so so it's a sunblock. It is. Straight zinc oxide. Does it say why just the nose? No. I'm assuming it's simply just because that's like the easiest part of your body to burn because it's lifted up. Yeah, it's just because the nose is sticking out and is a direct target for the sun. Even if you wear a hat, sometimes the nose can still reach out past the shadow. 
So it's for the optimal protection. <laughs> That's so funny. But most people don't like it now because it was chunky and sometimes uncomfortable. Chunky, yeah, that does sound not very <laughs> the great. chunky cream. Well, I think that's just about it for me on sunscreen. Do you have any other questions that we have not answered yet, my good man? I was just curious about the rubbing it in or not. That's the only thing. I mean, it probably depends on whether or not it's sunblock or sunscreen. If it's sunscreen, probably will most likely want to be rubbed in. If it's sunblock, you can probably sit on top. Yeah, I've seen a couple of studies now that say that sunscreen works better when it's applied as a thin film than when it's rubbed into the skin. So if it's a thin film, you're thinking spray? I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, didn't we just kind of go over that it's not as effective? (laughs) Well, I guess it depends on how thin of a film you're looking for. I guess that's because rubbing your sunscreen in actually rubs some of it away from some areas. Hmm. So it's not completely covering all the areas. I don't know. It's been an all right method for me, I guess. There it is. Rub it on, put it on, keep putting it on, never stop putting it on, and you won't get burnt. Don't use it with bug spray, though, because it can reduce its effectiveness. Oh. By up to 33%. Hot damn. That's a lot. Wow. That is a lot. Now I'm scared. I don't really use bug spray all that often, though. No. And often when you need bug spray, you usually don't need sunscreen. (laughs) Because you're in, like, a woods. Yeah, yes, yeah, so there's usually some sort of protection. I think I'm completely covered now. There it is. Completely covered, <laughs> completely protected. Now we know what we're doing. We appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully the next time you catch some sun rays, you'll be just as safe as us. <laughs> Have a good night, y'all. <laughs> Over and out.